With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. NFL Draft. Word is, according to Ian Rappaport, that the San Francisco 49ers are down to two guys. Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Justin Fields not in the running now, according to that report, to be the number three overall pick by the San Francisco 49ers. I'm going to give you my top ten in the final segment of this show every day this week. In the final segment of the show, I'm going to give you my top 10, the OutKick Top 10 mock draft. That is coming on Thursday. We will open up the phone lines and you guys, the listeners out there, will be able to call in and we as a show will do our own OutKick mock draft. That We've been doing that for five or six years now. We'll see exactly how we do. Albert Breer, by the way, how good is he? So great at breaking down all the NFL draft news. If you're just waking up, as I know many of you do, alarm goes off in the 5 a.m. hour on the West Coast trying to catch up with the East Coast. Make sure you download the podcast. Don't miss Albert Breer in hour two, breaking down everything in the world of the NFL draft. We talked a lot in the first hour, not only about the NFL draft, which, by the way, Todd Furman is going to join us in the next segment. My Fox Bet Live co-host, we will be talking about gambling on the NFL draft and what the odds markets can tell us about that, as well as the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and more. But we talked about in the first hour, in addition to the NFL draft, a story that I think slid a little bit under the radar because of when it was announced. And that story was college football playoff considering expanding. And I bet a lot of you didn't even hear about this story because they announced it on a, uh, it was kind of crazy, 
on a Friday afternoon. I'm reading directly from the email announcement they put out. Uh, They said that they have a part of their group in the college football playoff that is considering options for the future format of the playoff and that these include 63 different possibilities. These include a 6, an 8, a 10, a 12, and a 16-team playoff scenario that is being contemplated. And to me, this is a big story because if they're willing to put out the fact that they are considering this, it probably means that they're going to do it. Because I don't think they would say, hey, hey, everybody, we're thinking about doing an expansion of the college football playoff and then not actually expand the college football playoff. I just, I just don't think that's very likely. And a lot of you have been voting and continued to vote throughout this, uh, these past couple of hours of the show. But on Sunday evening, I put up a poll question and I said, how many teams should be in the college football playoff? Uh, and the question was, I gave you four options. Stay at four. So people can say, hey, four is the right number. Eight, 12, and 16. I couldn't put every single option in here. So I couldn't put a 10-team playoff. I couldn't put those. I couldn't fit everything into uh, this scenario. I couldn't put six. So I just put what I thought would potentially be the four most popular. And interestingly, 80% of you with over 50,000 votes, 80% of you want to expand the college football playoff to a larger playoff than four teams. And 20% of you want to stay at four. You're the traditionalist in the college football universe now. You're like, hey, four's the right number. 80% of you want to expand the college football playoff. And of those three options, eight teams, 12 teams, 16 teams, 63% of you, it's a pretty big majority, are in favor of eight playoff teams. 6% of you are in favor of 12. And 11% of you are in favor of 16. So this is, to me, a pretty interesting scenario here going forward because I think eight is the right number but I think how you get to eight becomes an interesting question to me the best way is just say hey college football playoff committee you pick the eight we'll take the top eight teams and then we will seed them one versus eight two versus seven three versus six four versus five and the four highest seeded teams get to play college football playoff games on campus To me, that is the best possible solution to the idea of the college football playoff expanding. Initially, I liked the idea of giving automatic bids to the conference winners and then having three wild cards. I don't like that idea anymore because the more I think about it, there's a decent chance that a team could win a conference and not even be one of the three or four best teams in the conference that year. They might be ranked barely in the top 25 and suddenly they get to go to the college football playoff. I don't think that's right. And some of you are saying, well, how could that happen? Well, with divisions, you could have a situation where a couple, two or three of the best teams are on one side of the division and then you've got a total Donnybrook on the other one and you have one upset pulled off and that team gets to go to the college football playoff even though they're nine and uh, four-ish. That doesn't feel right to me, and I don't think it's right. So I would take the eight best teams 
if you need to include the non-Power 5 every year in the playoff, then I think you could take the seven best teams and then give the next highest team in the non-Power 5 an opportunity to make the college football playoff. But my preferred scenario, by the way, would just be to take the top eight teams. And I think we're probably going to talk about this a little bit this week as well uh, as we continue to roll throughout uh, the uh, the week as we get ready for the NFL draft. By the way, worth mentioning too, as I just said, the West Coast waking up, including uh, one of our flagship stations, AM570 LA Sports, in the 5 a.m. hour. This is the first year ever as uh, we get ready to go to break that I did not watch one minute of the Oscars. I didn't even turn it on. My wife and I used to watch a lot of the Oscars. We didn't even put it on. And I was like, hey, is it just me? Or is everybody out there kind of not as interested in the Oscars? Uh, Over 25,000, I had two polls that I put up last night. Over 25,000 of you watched, uh, voted in this poll. And uh, I just asked a question. There were eight different movies nominated for Best Picture. I hadn't seen any of them. Dub, did you see any of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture? No, I mean, I didn't. I don't. I don't even know how many movies I. Well, I watched a lot of movies. Definitely no new movies all last year, basically because of COVID. Yeah, I didn't so, really watch that many. Yeah, I mean, I went to see Wonder Woman and I went to see Tenet and I watched a lot of kid movies because of my kids. Uh, but the Oscar movies were out, and I like I saw the Oscar movies and I was like the eight that were nominated. I didn't even hear a bunch of them. So this is the first year I felt like an old man. I was like, man, I didn't see any of these eight oscar-nominated films and so i put it on social media to let everybody vote on whether or not they saw them and i didn't feel as bad over twenty-five thousand of you voted 93 percent of you said that you had not seen any and seven percent of you said that you had at least watched one of them if that's very representative of the larger movie viewing public this is going to be the least watched Oscars of all time. I'll ask Furman if he watched any of the movies uh, in the Oscars. And we'll break down the NFL draft odds, plus the uh, NBA, NHL, and more. All that headed your direction. This is OutKick. Thanks for hanging with us on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, it's Todd Furman on OutKick. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we bring in now my buddy Todd Furman. A lot to get into with the NFL draft. So many different gambling uh, marketplaces out there, honestly, as it pertains to what could happen in the NFL draft. But I want to begin with this because I was talking about it a little bit earlier in the show. Furman, I asked my audience, which is not, again, uh, 100% representative of the uh, the world, as many people would be very thankful, although probably some people are like, I wish Clay <laughs> Travis's audience was representative of the world. It can go both directions there. Uh, but a couple of different things that I want to get into with you, but I said uh, the Oscars were last night. And so I put up a poll question, over 25,000 people voted in it. I said, have you watched any of the eight movies nominated for Best Picture? This is the first year ever I can remember where I haven't seen any of the movies nominated for Best Picture. And that's not because I didn't go to the movies. I went to Tenet. I went to Wonder Woman uh, 1984. 
Uh, I watched uh, Soul, which is really good, Pixar movie. Uh, and I watched the, uh, the Borat movie, uh, whatever the second one was. And I watched a lot of kids' movies, Onward, uh, Trolls World Tour, like any kid movie you can name I probably saw. But I was blown away by these results, Furman. The options were, yes, I watched at least one. And the other option was, no, haven't seen any. There are eight movies that were nominated for Best Picture. First year that I've ever remember as a fan. I didn't watch a single minute of the Oscars. I didn't know any of the movies. 93% of my audience said they hadn't seen a single Best Picture nominated film. That's pretty stunning, isn't it? When you think about 25,000 people voting. I think it's just kind of the microcosm of the year that we had where people didn't go to theaters. Maybe they didn't pay as much attention to what was debuted for the silver screen, more so focusing on streaming products and some of the Netflix shows. I guarantee if you'd go through the top 10 most popular shows on Netflix, the audience would feel a lot different. But I was in the exact same bucket. Didn't watch the Oscars at all last night. The only movie best picture that I actually watched was Promising Young Woman, and that's because we ended up watching it Friday night because we wanted to make sure we at least had seen one movie that was going to be up for an award and again not exactly a star, a lot of star power here by any stretch and i probably couldn't even go through and give you a 15 second synopsis on what the other movies were actually about either let alone watching uh okay the other question we talked about this some in the first hour of the program i thought that the college football playoff committee kind of snuck in i don't even know if you paid attention to it on friday the idea that they had officially begun discussions about expanding the college football playoff right um, and, uh, and I asked out there, uh, what was the, uh, what was the best kind of option that there might be, uh, in general, what number basically would you want to, uh, would you want to adopt? Like what is the best option for the college football playoff? And I'm pulling up the numbers right now because tens of thousands of my audience voted. And I do believe that my audience is somewhat representative of the college football audience. Cause as you know, Furman, that's where I started off my uh, my writing career, basically covering college football. So uh, over fifty thousand people voted in this Twitter poll. You can go vote. You can scroll down at, at Clay Travis on Twitter and put in your vote. Twenty uh, percent of people said that they should stay at four. Sixty-three uh, percent of people, Furman, said that eight teams was the right college football playoff number. Six percent said twelve and 11% said 16. One easy way to read this is 80% of my audience is in favor of expanding the college football playoff. If you were in charge of the college football playoff committee, what position would you advocate for? For me, I think 16 is too many. Uh, I don't think there are 16 teams that warrant inclusion in the college football playoff. I'd be comfortable with a model that included 8 or 12. And the reason I throw out those numbers, we talk all the time about college football, the haves and the have-nots. SEC fans that focus on you know, Alabama, the Georgias, the Clemsons, the Ohio States of the world, we know those are going to be the teams that are going to have a chance to play for a national title more often than not. But if you're going to call teams hailing from the Sun Belt or the Mid-American or Conference USA, 
say Division One football teams that compete at the FBS level, they at least have to have a chance to get into the mix. And I think including conference champions from those group of five conferences, even if they become 30-point underdogs, they at least get that chance to find that UMBC-type moment, that Appalachian State knocking off Michigan opportunity. And maybe you give the first four teams a bye, seeds five through 12 playoff, and that's kind of how you treat it, much like the NFL, that if you're one of the power four teams, that you can sit back, rest, heal up, and be ready to go while other eight teams do battle. And a team coming in on a second leg of a back-to-back, essentially if you're the 12 seed, if you pull off the upset, you're not going into Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama anyways. I think it's an interesting idea. I would go eight, and I talked about why earlier. And, you know, uh, I just think it's intriguing that basically 80%, at least of my audience, is in favor of an expanded college football playoff. Uh, All right, let's dive into some of these markets. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news. I'm assuming you did because you see everything. Honestly, I think that I see everything instantaneously. Somehow you're sometimes beating me on seeing stories. (laughs) Uh, But Ian Rappaport basically came out and said, hey, it looks like the 49ers are down to two guys, but not necessarily the two that everybody expected, Mac Jones and Trey Lance. You've been on the Mac Jones train for a while. Does this just further solidify to you the idea that Mac Jones is uh, is the guy for the 49ers? It does, but I think it's interesting when you see some of that information break late last night and you figure out that, hey, look, Fields isn't even in the mix. We had an inkling that that was going to be the case when the 49ers snubbed Ohio State's pro day, didn't even consider going. That told us all we needed to know. And we talked last week, the first person in the NFL community to say that the 49ers had zeroed in on their quarterback was Adam Schefter. Why is that relevant? Adam Schefter used to report NFL news in Denver, had a very tight-knit relationship with the Shanahan family and would it surprise you if they're going to get that information out there that it would be leaked to Ian Rappaport. I also think the 49ers trading up to number three is interesting because you probably could have traded into that five or six spot maybe gotten the Dolphins pick beforehand so for me I think it's going to be Mac Jones. I think he fits the look and feel of that 49ers offense a pro style quarterback and the other thing about it why Trey Lance for me doesn't make a ton of sense unless they're going to retain Jimmy Garoppolo for at least another year or two I don't think Lance is ready to win with this 49ers roster right out of the gates, whereas Mac Jones, hey, if he has a similar skill set, he can be a distributor of the football, he can lean on the ground game. I think it's Mac Jones, but it was definitely fascinating to see those two guys there and not have Justin Fields included, which I think will open up a lot of opportunity for other folks to contact the Atlanta Falcons between this morning and when the draft starts on Thursday for that number four overall pick. So what do you think the Falcons will do? Like, we've been saying for a while that we thought Mac Jones was going to go third. That's what the gambling markets had told us. Again, the news came out last night for me and Rappaport, but it didn't necessarily change maybe what people were anticipating to happen. What do you think the Falcons do? Do they stick with Kyle Pitts, or do you think they end up trading out? I think if the Falcons get an overwhelming offer, and we're talking about still being able to draft in the top ten and getting a couple of players that may be ready to step right in and play from day one, or a package of picks, you can't ignore some of the needs you have. And if you're the Falcons, Kyle Pitts is going to be outstanding. I think we all agree that that'll be the case and probably is the most slam dunk potential of any guy that'll go in the top 10. But Atlanta has to think big picture and is bringing in Kyle Pitts make them contenders right now with Matt Ryan essentially playing out the string there. In my opinion, it doesn't. So if Atlanta stays at four, I think Kyle Pitts is their guy. But if you have teams that believe that they want Fields or they want Lance, it wouldn't shock me at all if somebody 
tried to send in an offer to the Atlanta Falcons to really knock their socks off. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk big picture gambling on uh, the NFL draft, which I love, right? Because I've done this for years, and before the gambling marketplace became really, really popular, it feels like this year it's just kind of exploded on the scene. I know last year, a couple of years ago, whenever Baker Mayfield – uh, there was oftentimes a lot of talk about who might go number one overall, and there were some of those odds markets. But it seems like uh, this makes the discussion far more interesting because for years past, it would be, oh, so-and-so just released their mock draft, and they have X team taking Y player, and that was the way you would talk about it. I've been able to come on this show a lot over the course of the past couple of months, Furman, and say, hey, Interesting news out there in the odds markets. There's a lot of money coming in on, let's say, Mac Jones, uh, and he continues to take more and more money now, but it looked like a false positive early on. And then money came in on Justin Fields, and then we swung back the other direction. Do you like this? Do you find that it is a interesting uh, combination of, you know, sort of an odds marketplace with the uncertain future of the NFL draft? I think it's great. It creates interest for casual fans that otherwise might not pay attention because they can get a little skin in the game. Now, I will caution people out there, this isn't the kind of event that you're going to be able to move large sums of money on, nor should people that don't have access to perfect information kind of be doing so because you become a victim of the social media world or chasing down those aforementioned mock drafts trying to go, hmm, I think this is who Team A is going to select and that's where I'm going to plunk down my cash. You don't get to watch a football game unfold for three hours and feel that you actually have an opportunity to win that. So I think it's fascinating because, as you mentioned, Mac Jones moved out to an overwhelming favorite. We saw Justin Fields become a favorite. We saw Trey Lance's odds get shortened. And I think until we go into the draft on Thursday night, you're going to see these numbers continue to move. And ultimately, if Mac were to move to a 1-5 to favorite over the next 72 hours, that would probably be a telltale sign. In my opinion, the draft doesn't start until we know who the 49ers take third overall. I wasn't buying some of the buzz last week that had, oh, the Jets are kicking the tires and exploring other quarterback prospects not named Zach Wilson. I think one and two are formalities, and once we know who the 49ers take at three, everybody else who needs a quarterback will scramble, and it'll make things interesting all the way down in the top ten to a Denver Broncos team that we believe it has a quarterback earmarked to try and come in there and compete with Drew Locke for the starting job as well. Can anything happen in the NFL draft that changes expectations for teams? in terms of their futures to win a division or to win and contend for the playoffs, those kind of things. The only thing that'll change that is if a marquee player were to move rosters as part of a draft day trade. The Jacksonville Jaguars' odds aren't going to move when we know they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Nothing will change with the Jets. Even the 49ers, unless Jimmy Garoppolo were to get dealt, you're not going to see anything drastic because Trey Lance or Mac Jones isn't going to take them over the top and go, hey, look, we thought the Niners were the second-best team in the NFC West. Now, all of a sudden, because they have a rookie quarterback that's never taken a snap, we believe they're the team to beat. So for the most part, you'll see books kind of take a proactive approach, maybe adjust a public team here or there, but nothing that will take place on draft day will fundamentally change the outlook for any of these teams. One thing I will say, though, that we saw a big trade take place last week between the Ravens and Chiefs. That does change the outlook. For a Kansas City team that had some question marks along their offensive line, when you can bring in a guy like Orlando Brown, suddenly a team that was already considered a favorite addresses one of its biggest holes, and the rich continue to get richer. We're breaking everything down. Todd Furman, my co-host, Fox Bet Live, uh, third season. I, I don't even know what to say about like So I lost the week, and for people who have not watched, we're on at 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific. 
because for the second straight week, uh, and maybe this is my boss Scott Shapiro's revenge upon me, the Minnesota Timberwolves pulled off an upset uh, on the weekend to cost me the crown. That's what you get for betting money line parlays, my friend. It is the fool's gold of the sports gambling world that when you look down the betting board, you go, there's no way a double-digit favorite can possibly lose a game outright. The irony in your case being if you'd have just taken the shortest leg in your parlay and bet the New York Knicks on the money line, you might have actually been able to regain the throne at least for a week. Instead, the slump continues, uh, and you'll have to hope that Kyle Pitts does become that fourth overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons to get you back in contention for the season. When you look at, uh, so we're in an interesting spot, right? I was texting with you and our uh, people on the show earlier because we got the NFL draft on Thursday, and then we hit like a three- or four-week spell where there's not very much going on in the grand scheme of things in the world of sports because usually the NBA draft and the, uh, sorry, the uh, NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are underway now because of uh, the way they finished the season last year. They started later. What's kind of your mindset once the draft is over in terms of how you assess these teams getting ready for the playoffs coming down the stretch run here in both the NHL and the NBA? Is there much value to looking at teams or is it so clear who's going to be in the playoffs that both uh, that everybody's kind of sleepwalking down the stretch? The NBA, I have to be honest, I haven't really paid a whole lot of attention to it uh, since the end of March Madness or thereabouts. I focused a lot more on the NHL because with the NBA, as you've gone through firsthand, you don't know who's playing uh, on a night-in, night-out basis. And it precludes you from doing too much heavy lifting from an overnight perspective. And unless you're keeping up with the injury updates by the hour leading up to tip-off, you're better off just betting some of these games in play and trying to figure out who these teams are going to be as we get closer to the postseason. So for me, my undivided attention more or less goes to trying to figure out baseball early on uh, and of course paying attention to the NHL playoff races which are quickly coming down to not necessarily who's in and who's out but more more along the lines of seating and identifying you know which of these teams on the outside looking in can offer you value on a nightly basis or where you might be able to find a number that hasn't properly been adjusted when it comes to a Stanley Cup future. Who do you think is going to win the Stanley Cup? I mean, if I'm looking at it right now, uh, my pick would be the Carolina Hurricanes. If they can get goaltending, uh, I think with a youngster in Alex Nijelkovic uh, alongside Peter Mrazek, who returned from a broken thumb, this is a team last year that didn't quite get over the hump, but they play uh, an aggressive forecheck. They're extremely deep, and they're underrated on the blue line. So if I had to pick a team right now, and this, of course, with betting value, you can find the Canes at about 12-1, to that would be my pick. Well, they have their hands full with the likes of the Vegas Golden Knights in Colorado for sure, but I'm not betting Colorado at four to one. Uh, not at this point, that's for sure. Uh, would you bet on the Lakers and the Nets being in the NBA Finals this year? I feel it's too clean and easy for us to assume that the two highest profile teams uh, will have an uncontested pass getting to the NBA Finals. So I don't know if it'll be as topsy-turvy as what we saw last year in the bubble with the Heat pulling off the upset in the Eastern Conference. But something tells me there's going to be a wrench thrown into the plans. There'll be a fly in the ointment. You can use whatever cliche you want that we're not going to get a Lakers and Nets NBA Finals, much to the chagrin of Adam Silver. We're talking to Todd Furman at Todd Furman on Twitter. Uh, You mentioned that there's not really any major changes likely to come out of the draft unless a big superstar were to move. Is there anything out there that you think could be a big superstar type move uh, when you look at some of these marketplaces or hear some of the rumors? Well, if the 49ers are married to starting their uh, rookie quarterback right out of the like, gate. Like, what would the I, difference be? Yeah, like, what would the – let's say they're going to start Mac Jones week one 
as opposed to Jimmy Garoppolo being the default starter, what do you think the number might look like? I think if I'm off, remember off the top of my head, I think either they're 10 and a half or 11 and a half. You probably know off the top of your head what the 49er win total is. Yeah, ten and a half in, in a lot of spots, and we'll see. Some of those win totals will obviously move once we know exactly what the schedule is going to look like. Yeah, I know we we have an idea, or I shouldn't say we have an idea. We know the seventeen opponents. We just don't know the order and sequencing of all of that. But the Forty ers odds, in my opinion, wouldn't move based on that. You could see them shift down a little bit juice wise, but I wouldn't adjust for a half a game for me personally. I still think the Forty ers will go in with Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. But if you talk about some of the other guys that are out out there, whether they be veterans, and should the Denver Broncos uh, elect to trade Drew Locke somewhere else, Locke will give them, in my opinion, a better opportunity than they would with a Trey Lance, who I think is going to take a little bit of time to adjust to the NFL. And then, you know, if Jimmy were to go to the Patriots, I think that would upgrade the Patriots' overall outlook from a Cam Newton. Uh, but it's so ridiculous to try and sit here and say, you know, what could happen on draft day. I think the biggest trade that we saw this offseason that we know impacted win totals and overall odds to win conferences was, of course, Matthew Stafford going from the Detroit Lions to the Rams. Amen. Todd Furman, I'll see you later today on uh, TV, Fox Bet Live. Uh, look forward to it. And uh, thanks for coming on, my man, getting up early with us. Always a pleasure, my friend. Chat with you later. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be you may have heard the NFL draft is on Thursday, the first round, second round, third round, Friday, four through seven on Saturday. So I'm excited. I, I love the NFL draft. I'm a little bit of a nerd looking at all the different mock drafts, getting ready for everything that's going to take place. And this week on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we are going to close out the show. I'm going to do a top 10 every day as news continues to trickle out, as you know it will, and as the drama builds, and as the positive and the negative stories come out, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, to close the show, like I'm about to do now, I'm going to give you my top 10. I will adjust accordingly as news stories change. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. We'll see. And then on Thursday, in this same final hour, we will open up the phone lines and allow everybody out there to make the outkick draft. So we allow you to make the 32 picks. We will run through quickly. We will get all 32 first-round picks in, and then we will make that the official outkick mock draft, listener uh, mock draft for outkick. We've done that five or six different years now in a row, basically as long as I have been here. So just so you know, giving you a roadmap of where we're headed so far on the show If you listen to the final hour of the show on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
this will be a section where we will be doing uh, a mock draft, and I'm starting with my top 10, okay? Monday edition of the OutKick Top 10, okay? Uh, Here is what I believe is going to happen. Some of this is easy. Number one overall, Trevor Lawrence is going to go. I'm not even sure that we even make anybody make these picks in our OutKick mock draft because we know the number one overall pick is going to be Trevor Lawrence, and we know uh, number two overall pick is going to be Zach Wilson. So basically, this is like getting points for writing your name at the top of a test when you were back in school in the day. So everybody's going to get at least two right in the mock draft. In the third spot, we already hear a little bit of the end wrap of poor news, the drama. In the third spot, San Francisco 49ers. I think that the 49ers are going to take uh, Mac Jones. All right? So, one, two, and three, I believe, are going to be quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones is going to go third overall. Okay? In the four spot, I believe it is going to be Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think, ultimately, that Kyle Pitts is going to be the number four overall pick. Fifth spot. I just I come back around on this one. The Cincinnati Bengals are picking in the uh, in the fifth spot, and I just look and think about it from this perspective: If you're a head coach and you're a GM, and you just lost your franchise quarterback to a torn ACL, awful hit, and you go draft Jamar Chase at wide receiver, and you leave Panay Sewell, who could be an incredible building block offensive lineman off of your team and then your quarterback gets hurt again I think you probably get fired because everybody will say what kind of idiot were you you could have gone and built an offensive line that gave up the third most sacks through 10 games for a rookie quarterback going all the way back to 2007 first 10 games uh, we had more sacks going on for Joe Burrow than almost anybody else in the last 13 or 14 years of football. And the situation was so bad that he got knocked out with a serious knee injury. To his credit, it seems like he's worked hard. He's going to be back. He's going to be fine. That's why I think that the Bengals are ultimately going to go with Panay Sewell at number five overall. Okay? In the sixth spot, I think as a result, the Miami Dolphins are going to get Jamar Chase. And so I think Jamar Chase will be the first wide receiver off the board and I think he will be playing with Tua Tagovailoa down in Miami. In the seven spot, the Lions kind of in a tough spot, right? Uh, but I think ultimately the Lions may be interested in trading out. But I don't really want to be – like I was loving mock drafts when guys predict trades because it's like, man, that's next-level mock draft seriousness when you're like trying to make a trade. Uh, I, I'm going to say that the Lions stay where they are and I think that the Lions are going to take – I think they're going to take Jalen Waddle, And that may be a little bit of a ridiculous reach, but I think that the Alabama wide receiver – look, they just lost Kenny Galladay. They went and they got Jared Goff. And at some point, they're going to have to put some talent around him. And so I think they are going to go with Jalen Waddle. Carolina Panthers at eight. I think the Carolina Panthers go and draft Justin Fields. And I'm a little bit apprehensive about this decision because that would mean that they would have Justin Fields, 
They would have Teddy Bridgewater, and they would have Sam Darnold. Three first-round picks on the roster. That doesn't happen very often. But I feel like Matt Rule is going to have a roster that's a bit like college football, where you always have multiple five-star quarterbacks. Uh, And if that happens, if Justin Fields goes eight, I think the Denver Broncos go Trey Lance at nine. And then I believe at 10, the Cowboys are going to go grab Patrick Sertain Jr., Sertan Jr., if you want me to pronounce it that way, who will actually be the first defensive player to come off the board. And if I'm correct about that, uh, that would mean that the Giants probably would end up with Devontae Smith. That would be the 11th pick, though. How would you assess my top 10? What's a good over-under for top 10 to get, Dub? Because I feel like I feel really good about my first four. I think anything can happen once you get into that 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 range. Yeah, especially when you consider some of the potential trades that we might see yes. come Thursday night. Like, yeah. I would say the, the team that, to me, feels like they really desperately would like to get out of the first round is the Lions at seven. I think if, if this breaks like I'm expecting it to break, then I think the, that around seven is where a team might try to make a move up to get to the Lions. Because I really do think that either the Bengals are going to go with Panay Sewell or Jamar Chase. And maybe the Dolphins would be interested in trading if Chase is not there. Uh, but I feel like Kyle Pitts is four. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier. To me, there isn't that need to rush up to four and give up all that draft capital in order to get Justin Fields or Trey Lance because I don't think there's any way the Bengals or the Falcons are going to go quarterback, and I certainly don't think the Dolphins are either. So there's no need to get to four, five, or six. To me, the first place you would maybe have to move up to, and I'm not sure the Lions would have any interest in quarterback or not, but I think the earliest you could have to need to trade up to get one of those two guys if Mac Jones goes three is seven. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally agree. And there's one team that I'm really curious to see if they move up. It's the Patriots. Yeah, And right. I think you've mentioned that because, I mean, it'd be totally out of character for Bill Belichick to dr- trade up early into the first round, get a quarterback. And if it's a guy, let's say, like Trey Lance, they've already got Cam Newton signed and ready to go for the year. If you had to handpick one quarterback to kind of mold Trey Lance, I feel like Cam would kind of be the perfect guy. They both have incredible size. They're both great athletes, and I feel like Cam would be kind of a great, ideal mentor-type guy for a guy like Trey Lance. Mm, That's an interesting idea. Um, I just, I I mean, are you as much of a draft nerd as I am, Dub? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's, I mean, it really is like football nerd heaven. Yeah. For sure. And it's also like Christmas morning. Whoever your team is, it's so exciting to think about who they might draft. And when you get to, I love the clock, you know, like in the corner of the screen, like watching it tick down and you're sitting there and you're thinking about all the different directions they could potentially go. And I got to give the NFL credit. I think the idea of having a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but in particular, the first round on a Thursday standing alone, it's just exhilaratingly awesome. All right. So. That is my OutKick Top 10 that we will do every single final segment, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you guys are going to help us draft the first round OutKick tradition on Thursday in the final hour of the program, and then we'll break down 
how you guys do uh, relative to other mock drafters uh, as well there. We've had a loaded show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Albert Breer, how great was he in hour two if you didn't listen and you like the NFL draft? That's as good of a conversation about the NFL draft as I think you will find anywhere. Uh, Todd Furman was fantastic uh, as well, just uh, hanging out with us earlier in this hour. I encourage you to go give us five stars. Danny G is going to review all those five-star reviews. Uh, And if you give us five stars and uh, he reads your review, boom, you get the five-star T-shirt, which is not available, I don't think, for sale. It is a limited edition. You can only get it by giving us a five-star review, entertaining him in some way. And uh, we also... Uh, would encourage you to go get your bets in fanduel.com slash clay for all of these NFL draft related wagers. And you took one that I suggested to grab dub and it's looking good for you right now. Yeah, we'll see Thursday night. I will definitely be interested in to see what the Atlanta Falcons do at number four. Yeah, there's no doubt. FanDuel.com slash Clay. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be the pick at four. Uh, And if he is, uh, hopefully if you guys listen to us, you'll make a little bit of money. All right, we'll come back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. By the way, some guy was out there, I think, in one of the reviews. He said, why do you say same bad time, same bad channel? No, no, no. Old school. This is old school. Have you ever watched the old school Batman show? The one where they'd write like Zoink, Pow, like on the screen, 1960s, I think it was the Batman show. Got popular again in like the 1980s when they came out with the Tim Burton Batman. They used to always say same bat time, B-A-T, same bat time, same bat channel. That's us. We'll be back here 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on the Tuesday edition of your program. This has been OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that. But there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!